Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the militia. We had an extra day to prepare, so you would think that, well, man, this is going to be a really good episode. More time to prepare. No, it's going to be the same damn thing. Syracuse sneaks out another late game win on the foot of Andre Schmidt. Schmidt went five for five on field goals to push the orange past Virginia 22 to 20. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. Um, Fan feedback bonkers. You know, well, we'll get we'll get into it. It was a different it was a different feel in fan feedback. So I have no access to my Facebook page. Joe, uh, Runs it now. It's uh, it's uh-oh. it's scary. I know. Trust me. Uh, but Joe runs it, and Joe's a good little boy on Facebook. So most of you will see his stuff. Um, apparently, now let's be honest. I'm I'm good too on Facebook most of the time. My problem was, is uh, I keep getting hacked. So I get hacked. People post stuff, and I get suspended. And Facebook knows this because they send me a notification or an email that says your account has suspicious activity and has been locked. Well, why are you? <laughs> and then it's up to me to figure out how to unlock it, by the way, which is total bull. But anyway, um, yeah, it's locked. Joe, Joe has access to it. So we will um, be on the lookout for the uh, thoughts on the game stuff from Joe. Joe's on top of it. It's, he's he's on top of it, big time. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Syracuse is in the broke the top twenty five of the coaches poll, and yeah. for what it's worth, it's fun, and you know some recognition. If it starts with the coaches poll, that's fine. I don't really care to be honest with you, because um, it's just it's just it's just whatever. I like the recognition. It's fun, um, but. At the end of the day, uh, it's it's a little bit of pressure, I think, and to kind of fly under the radar seems to be a little bit less stressful as a fan, and I think probably as a player. Most players can probably tune it out, but if I was a player, I wouldn't be able to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean it's just having that number next to you. You start to feel accomplished, you know, and it's, oh, it's getting people. yeah, it's getting the recognition that you that you feel like you deserve. Really? Oh well, yeah, but then it's this. It kind of has that negative effect. Not to say that every team doesn't, you know, but 
if a team's coming to play you, you know, and you got a number next to your name, then it just makes it that much sweeter for them to beat you, you know? So. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. So uh, we'll see. Keep an eye on that. Obviously, I'm sure all of you have already saw that today. Uh, but we're going to hear from you. But first, as always, let's hear what Coach had to say immediately following the game. Uh, first of all, uh, what a what a game! Uh, another nail biter at the end. We're really fortunate to come out with the win. We're excited about that. Uh, the play was not perfect, that's for sure, but the record is. And uh, we've got some excited guys. We've got some banged up guys. We've got guys that uh, well, a lot of guys in the training room, and I don't know exactly where they're going to be at yet. So you can ask the questions, but that's most likely going to be the answer. Where's your level of concern with? Um, you know, just ball security after this one. <laughs> a lot. But I think you need to look at it overall. You know, we had the uh, four turnovers. Uh, we're four games deep in the season. If you said that we turned the ball over one time per game, I bet you that's that's up there somewhere that's decent. It's not absolutely terrible. Am I happy with having that many in one game? No. I mean, those are a lot of points, and there's no doubt that it affected the score. But... Uh, if it's going to stop right there and we're about to go two or three more games without having any of those things, then I might roll with that. How cool was that, huh? How cool is that? As long as he's been here and you think about his first his first season, I believe he, I don't know, he went 36 for 39 or maybe he missed four, maybe he missed three and he wins the Lugosa. And then his numbers go down, down, down. But uh, he had enough, and I call it common sense, he had enough common sense to look at it examine it and say, you know what, what's the definition of insanity? You know what it is, don't you? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And he changed. He says, I need to go back. And he went back to his old way and Lord behold, we've got old Andre back. So that this game was competitive, it was hard, and I thought the defense did a, a really, really nice job. The red zone, we wish we had more touchdowns, but in the at the end of the story, the field goals were the difference. And then what went well in that last drive to get you guys down to the position for Andre to kick the game winner? I, I think I remember a quarterback doing a run. I remember uh, Sean Tucker either getting a pass or a run to get us down there. I think somebody caught the ball in the middle of the field. I can't visualize a, a lot of that stuff because I was praying most of the time. No, I'm just kidding. I might not, maybe I'm not kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the ball moved down there. We had the big sack, which was well, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about that sack. But I was happy about the next run to get us back in the middle of the field. Very, very smart play. And then Andre, and then what about this? What about our backup holder coming in there in a pressure situation and getting that ball down so Andre could kick it through the uprights? Because our starting holder got kicked out for targeting, which we get to challenge to see if he gets to play in the first half or not of the Wagner. doesn't mean he's going to get to, but we – there's a new rule where we are allowed to challenge that to see if we can get him in there in the first half, which is important to us. So there's a lot of stuff that went on, but we like Andre, and uh, we wish we'd have scored more touchdowns in the red zone. I'm, I'm fired up. Our guys like playing on Friday. I wish we played a little cleaner on Friday, but I, they like showing up and playing on Friday. The thing that fires me up is Otto and the Army. I mean, they like playing on Fridays too. And I'm telling you what, you guys – they were, you guys are so loud. Maybe you guys aren't, but man, maybe they are. You guys, it's loud. My voice is like this because I'm just trying to talk to somebody next to me. I'm not 
I'm just trying to talk. And you basically have to scream just so people, if you're not talking in the headset, scream so people can hear you. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of the crowd. And, and hopefully America got to see what it's like to go to Syracuse on a Friday night. Coach, you guys are obviously undefeated this year. What would you say the differences in this team and like last year's team where you guys would be in these close games but weren't able to get it done this year? You guys have seen them been able to get it done. Senior leadership. The senior leadership is through the roof. Okay. Even you, this it's through the roof. I, I have no clue what's going to happen down the road, but I'll go anywhere with these guys. I will ride with these guys. They, uh, they're all very, very unselfish. And what they care about is the family and the team. All right, Joe. So um, the first thing is um, another close game, another close, close game. Uh, fortunate to get out of there with a win. The play wasn't perfect, like Coach says, but the record is. And at the end of the day, um, you know the, how the old saying goes: is you'll take a an ugly win over a pretty loss any day. And it's been a, a couple, I think, in a row, to, to be fair. So <laughs> all in all, uh, Syracuse with some missed opportunities. We can get into that at the beginning of the game. But they march right down there, uh, first series of the game. And it looks like it's just going to be too damn easy. You know? Yeah. And, then, and then there was some, some, some drives stalled out, settling for field goals. And, you know, thank God for Schmidt, and we'll get in. We'll we'll, we'll get into that too here, uh, coming up in the montage. But um, just a quick start with with um, Virginia's defense adjusting, and, and basically, you know, that was the that was the the big strong spot f- for the fans and the writers for Virginia was that they pride themselves on this defense, and not too damn shabby. Des- no. des- despite the, the people that they've played and the loss against Illinois uh, with beating Richmond and just barely beating ODU, it's a, it's, it's a pretty damn good defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, you saw that as soon as they came out of halftime, it was the things that we... It was like our, our worst nightmare, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at the first half and you, like you said, I, you, we, thought you were gonna, we thought we were going to run away with it, you know? Um, only scoring 16 points. Um really was the the big key to that. Um, so we should have scored, just like Purdue should have had more first-half points against us, we should have had way more first-half points and just kept settling for field goals. Obviously, Schmidt hit five. But um, when they came out in the second half and it seemed like we couldn't do anything, um, then I was nervous. And then, obviously, the game went. And it's like, after the, halftime and everything like that, you would ask me, like, I thought that we were just going to run away with it. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Um, but Virginia came, came out and... Uh, their defense definitely sick it to our um, to our offense, and they came back and made it a game. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Uh, so I went to like I was like I was telling everybody if y'all listened to the preview, I w- I went to um, went to a concert Friday night, had to DVR the game, and I came back, and of course, like I get the call from Joe, right? So that so I could post, and that goes up, and. Um, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, man, another long game. So anyways, I get back home, start the game at about 11 o'clock. And I didn't finish that thing till about quarter to two. And that's fast. Mm. That's fast forwarding everything. And Joe, you know me, dude. Yep. I'm not a, I'm not an AM guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 11 PM type bedtime. 
on a weekend. So anyway, I've stayed up and watched it with you. <laughs> so yeah, well, thanks. Everybody fell asleep. My son fell asleep. My oldest son fell asleep. My wife fell asleep. And but anyways, it was worth staying up for. I will be honest though, when you get to that point and the you feel like everything's about to implode and you just stayed up till, you know, it's one thirty at the time. I'm going, man, what a freaking waste of my time. So anyway, uh, ball security, obviously a focal point of the game. And we, we had, we had, well, we had three fumbles, right? So was it Courtney Jackson, Tucker, very rare, right? And then Pena mm-hmm. with one, um, all of those things, yeah. all of those things said, now you, you're going to win a game with four turnovers, including the Garrett Trader, uh, interception and especially the punt return or kickoff return from Pena, how it just put him down there in, in great field position. And you just got to think, man, what a, what a disaster. But again, you know, they survived a game with 18 penalties. They survived a game with now four turnovers and, you know, coach talks about, well, it, it's not terrible. He justifies it by saying the average is one a game. Well, I mean, four in one game's bad. I don't care how you average it out. It's bad. So, um, a couple like Tucker's and Pena's, well, actually all three of the fumbles were like, well, Pena and, and, and Tucker, that, those were, those were, yeah. Courtney Jackson was going down. Yeah. yeah um, you yeah. know, Garrett Schrader, we talked about it. We knew eventually he'd throw sure. an interception, you know, you're not going to just go a season without throwing one. So he's been, um, way, way above what we expected. Um, even the positive fans for Schrader. Um, I think that he's actually exceeded expectations up to this point. So, can't fault him for finally getting that first interception, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, Pena got damn speared in the. Yeah, that's what I in, thought, man. He got I didn't speared think it was in, cool. in the back with a helmet, so yeah. I mean, that makes sense with a guy that's way, way bigger than him. Um, Tucker's was from behind, Tucker's, punched out. Yeah, well, Tucker's is, that one's tough, and that's what's difficult about sometimes that people um, try to make two. And I'm not saying you you don't want him to try to make something happen, but. The harder that you're trying to fight to break tackles and stuff, some you know, a lot of times the ball kind of gets away from your body a little bit, and he broke a tackle and kind of slowed down, was getting ready to start running again, and this guy just came behind him and hit him exactly where he needed to hit him. I mean, and and he fumbled. So um, I would look at it as obviously um, it's not good to have four turnovers in a game, but uh, to your point, we won. You know, we got past that. You know. And then also, um, it hasn't been a consistent thing. If we if we're getting a fumble a game or this this or that, you know, so, sometimes it's just a happening. Sometimes it's just you know we had one of those games, right? Just like the eighteen penalties, you know, we had twelve in this one, I believe. But still, um, you know, to uh, to have those turnovers and still still win this game, especially after leading the whole time, and them going and taking the lead, and you having to go back down again and and get that score. Um, like I said, it just says a lot about this team, the, the grit and, you know, <clears throat> mentally they're in it, you know, yeah. mentally they're not going to fold. There's so many, so many, uh, so much adversity has happened to them in so many different ways um, on the field already this year with um, the four games that they have, and especially with certain injuries and they've, they've overcame it every single time. They haven't given up and um, you know, that's kudos to the kids, coaches, you know, everything all together. And, you know, like you said, and there's no quit in this team. And, and the thing about it is, you know, you look at some of these games and you get some ugly losses. Or, excuse me, you get some ugly wins. But, dude, you need them. You, you, every team's going to have ugly wins. You know, Alabama has an ugly win this, this season so far. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You, you have to have ugly wins 
Yeah. You know, if you want to get to the playoffs or you want to get to uh, a bowl game, you, you're going to have to rack up a couple of them. And luck's going to have to be on your side. And look, speaking of which, at the end of the day, like you said, they come out with a W. They had some missed opportunities, uh, putting up some points, fell short. Uh, mm-hmm. Does it matter? I mean, it doesn't matter, I guess, if you win. But, you know, and, and if you wanted to play devil's advocate it, in a loss, I mean, that's all we'd be talking about, right? So, yeah. yeah, well- yeah Real quick, well, go ahead, go ahead, because I'm about to switch gears into the okay, last Okay, yeah, no, I was just going to say it's the same thing. It's just like I feel like games like this are needed. Uh, I mean, we're not an right, Alabama yes. or a Georgia right. or a team that was, you know, preseason ranked coming in and people are thinking we're going to the college football playoffs, you know. We were just, as fans, wanting to see, you know, uh, a bowl game, you know, and it's where we set ourselves up to see something special. But to have – when you're a coach and you have teams that don't make that many mistakes, you play a clean game and then you still win a close one, um, that's those are the ones that are tough because it's like you don't got a lot to pull out of that, and then sometimes you know players can get overconfident um, when you win games like that. So to have a situation where you can come back and be like, "Look, we won that game, but 18 penalties, really? Like we won that game, but four Pre- turnovers, guys. Of, yeah, you know, so yeah, right. this is not you're not going to be able to rest on your laurels when it comes to winning you know and and we're still going to have to to get better you know you're looking at this offense um, the longer that this offense goes and Anai and Beck are calling the plays then and more that's on tape then the easier it's going to be for these defenses and we got some good defenses coming up that are going to be able to to stop what we're doing you know and you look at it they kind of stopped the whole run game you know um and Schrader did enough uh with his with his arm to win this game on offense i mean obviously the defense holding them to what they held is really what what helped you know but it was an overall team win and and it's something where we have to get better i mean the offense looks good but defenses are going to start understanding what we're doing so we still have to evolve they they have to some degree they have to some degree and we'll that's a fan feedback thing and we'll save it um but uh, the, the, you had the, the final drive of the game, okay? So we, we, we talked about this. It's this, almost the same exact situation as down in Purdue, except for they didn't have to score a touchdown. All they needed was the three and a field goal. Um, you had a nice catch. Gadsden, dude, man, this dude is mm-hmm. this dude is on fire. I mean, he is killing it right now. What's he have for the year? He's got 300 yards even on the year on... 19 receptions, an average of 15.8 with a long of 46, three touchdowns, leads the entire receiving core. In fact, yeah, the whole uh, the rest of the rest of the wide receivers combined have five touchdowns. So, Gadsden's killing it. He he has a nice ball, a nice catch over the middle. Last drive, uh, Tucker has a nice uh, catch, 15 yards. It was his biggest gain of the day, running or receiving. There was a, a sack on third and seven. Luckily for us, uh, a, a, a barely face mask, in my opinion. And uh, just look, if it was my team and they got that call uh, and the other team got that call, I'd be, I'd be a little pissed off. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. lie. But it was a face mask. It was just barely, though. Um, thank God it was called. Uh, the best game of the play, or the best play of the game for me, that was uh, 12 and 5. Schrader loses another 12 on another sack. Uh, then he makes up for it with uh, a, a run up the middle for just about the exact, uh, I think it was 12 yards. I think it was exactly what he lost. Mm-hmm. And that set up the game-winning field goal. So um, just perseverance. You know, we did get a lucky penalty on third down there. It would have been fourth and 13 or something like that, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they get the face mask call, puts them in a decent spot, and get sacked again. 
and we're not used to seeing Schrader take these sacks like this. And, I mean, there's some speculation and fan feedback why maybe, but, um, you know, more used to seeing him not sit in the pocket and be and just waste so much time back there. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the last drive, I think it left a minute 14 on the clock, so there's plenty of time for UVA. But it was Syracuse's defense forces a three and out. And oh wait, no, it wasn't. There was a wasn't there a long catch? Didn't UVA move the ball and at least get one first down? I feel like they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't remember. You know what? I could actually check. But at the end of the day, that last drive they need, they needed three. They had to get three, and they got three, and um, it, it secured the win. And, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Yes, they did get a first down on that. So First play, you ran yeah. for 12 yards. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, uh, the defense, uh, huge coming up uh, at the end of that game, just as much as the offense. But you got to give them credit with the mob stepping up on, um, on a timely, you know, fourth down incompletion. And it was good coverage and everything was went our way again, which was like such a, a huge sigh of relief. Um, at you know, for me at quarter to two in the morning. So, oh, I can only imagine. I would have been. Oof. <laughs> so, uh, look, coach mentions the team was the team was fired up uh, to play on Friday night. A uh, really cool thing to get to play on Friday night. You know, um, Otto's Army showed up again. I think they hit a record. I think Otto's Army hit a record with sixty three or sixty seven hundred. Uh, I have to go back and check that. I think I was. Yeah, they're doing good. It's they're loud, doing. They're but, doing I mean, awesome. It was also, but it was also the lowest attendance of the year. So yeah, it was. Uh, by the way, it was sixty-two hundred. Uh, our buddy Tony, aka Anthony, aka Ant, aka Waterboy, texted me and gave me that number. So um, pretty good. Not pretty good. Pretty awesome. And uh, Otto's Army's doing their thing. Love seeing that. Love seeing that. I would love to see like ten thousand fans in there, our, our, our students in there. That would be freaking awesome. But yeah, um, well, hopefully that grows. And it's easier to talk talk to students in when you know they're having these type of games at home. And then some of the teams that are coming into the dome. You know, I mean, obviously there's Sands Wagner next year. Like you're talking about next week. You know, NC State and Notre Dame, and I think. Wake for or uh, Florida State coming in, so I mean those are three still major opponents. So we can kind of make this up because I mean uh, honestly our home game our home game attendance was thirty seven thousand I think against Louisville the first game and it has gone down every game and we're undefeated so it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense and maybe just maybe we'll you know we can get over the hurdle. The, the, the thing is for me, look, okay. A little, just a, a quick, a quick story. I was disappointed in the crowd. I feel like it's tough for me to sit here and criticize the crowd, even though I do, because I don't get there enough myself, even though I live out of state, it's difficult, but I don't get there as much as I'd like to. So it's hard for me to criticize and it's easy to play the hindsight game or the, the speculative game where I say, if I lived in, in Syracuse still, I'd have season tickets, which I'm telling you I would. I'm telling you I would. But that aside, I, hmm. grew, I grew up with a lot of my friends going to games. I didn't get taken to too many games as a kid because there's just some people, uh, my parents <laughs> growing up, they would rather go sit at a bar in East Syracuse in the village and watch the game with a bunch of rowdy friends, right? So... 
mm-hmm. where they can sit there, drink beer. It's cheap. You know, you don't have to deal with crowds. And this is what I would say is kind of like the East Syracuse, growing up in East Syracuse, that's the East Syracuse staple for me. So I didn't get to go to a lot of games. Now, I don't know what's going on now, but there should have been way more locals at that game. It's really disappointing to have a Friday night game like that. I know they're not all parents of players. There's got to be... there's got to be a good amount of people who aren't having anything else to do on a Friday night. But the thing is, is that that's what they do. A Friday or Saturday night, they go. So there's always an excuse. They're like, well, Friday and Saturday night, we're going out to the, we're going out to Brad's or, or, or freaking the caboose or trappers are the beginning to watch the game. And, uh, you know, cause that's what we do on Friday nights. We go there instead of just buying season tickets and going to the games. I had to beg my parents to take me to games. They hated taking me to games. So, why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> unlike unlike you, because you haven't been to you know Syracuse or you know have lived there f- you know for so long since you were pretty pretty much in school. But um, I feel like I can because I just moved seven eight years ago, and when I was there, I was going to every game for like the last eight years or something like that. So. Um, I was a fan that was going and sitting in the nosebleeds and drinking some beers and getting loud and occasionally to the point where actually more than occasionally to where I was when you piss other fans off. Well, well, here's the other thing. When I've went, when I've went, when Amy, my wife went to, to VCU and we got student tickets and things like that. And, and you're yelling so loud, you're pissing off other Syracuse fans like that is such an uncomfortable feeling. That's that's actually happened to me, and I know yep. how I know how loud you get. So it's probably happened to you too, right? You g- well, that's, like I said, that's why we sit in the nose. We sit in the nosebleeds. You so, can see right, everything, right. and you're away from everybody. You know, we're on our own little world, so people right. we don't bother people. Well, back when I would be there and available to go, living in Syracuse, I moved when I was 21 or something like that. So I didn't care. I would care now. I mean, I you know, but I, back then I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, about well, I expected to get better. Well, I expected to get better. I expected it better Friday night, and it didn't happen. So we'll see. I mean, I'd like to break the forty thousand threshold. I think. Yeah. I think it's a that's a good number to to shoot for, and I think it's Honest, realistic. I mean, honestly, I don't see a reason why we shouldn't be able to get eight to ten more. I mean, you're not it's still not filling it up. Um, there's plenty. What of is people. it? Fifty three, Joe? If Something I remember right? like that. I, I yeah. think it's somewhere between fifty two and fifty four, but. Um, and this isn't just this isn't bashing the fans that go. No, you know absolutely I mean? not. That's, that's, not, not, a, that's not that. You know, that's it's one of those things where then that's where I think that, that basketball is funny because basketball fans go there like it's like it's a show, like it's the entertainment, it's something to do. So there's a lot of fans that go to basketball to sit on their hands and they're not that loud. So we got thirty four, thirty five thousand in football, and these people, a lot, like you said, a lot of the students and these other guys, these guys are diehard. So. Even though we're not getting you know over forty like we think we should, and how amazing it would be to have you know forty forty two thousand, you know as loud as it's been, you know add another seven eight thousand. But um, the thirty four thirty five thirty six that have been going have definitely been doing the trick. Yeah, absolutely, and hats off to them. And I'm not even I'm not even you know air finger quotes bashing fans at Doko. I just want to see more. That's all. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to kind of figure out why we don't see more. It's just frustrating. That's, right. That's all. Because, I mean, that's the thing. I understand that the things come up and that some people just can't go to games and they got stuff going on. But um, 
yeah, it's just I guess I'm right there with you. You know, I think that the fans that do go, they do they do well enough. They've been doing good enough to make an impact, I think, on the game. And um, it's just more or less, like you said, it's the scratch in your head of, you know, how like why? What do you got to do to get yeah. more than 37? Right. I mean, you're 4-0 and the teams they've beaten. Albeit, you know, I mean, let's just be this call a spade a spade. Like we shouldn't be undefeated right now. No, no. You know, that's other my people, point. Yeah. other people have beat themselves, right? right. And, Purdue beat um, themselves. I, I think. I think we just had a. I think Purdue beat themselves, but I don't think UVA did. I really think that was just a. That was just a kind of a. That was a grudge match. Yeah, well, you know, we you're almost get beat those. ourselves. We almost right, right. If we would have yeah. lost, that would have been the case. But I don't think UVA beat themselves. No. I really thought UVA played for for looking at what they had coming in to this game. I thought they played their best game of the season against us. I mean, I really do. And you know, that's you can make an argument for some other things, but we're the we're the we're the best team in my opinion. We're the best team they played, and they almost beat us. Uh, final thing of the montage. Coach talks about senior leadership being through the roof. I mean, these senior guys, these leaders on the field, you can you can see it. You can see it on social media from them. You can see it on the field from them. You can see it on the sidelines from them during the game, after the game. Uh, it is it is a huge, huge um, part of the reason why this team overcomes the things that we mentioned earlier. Um, that's how they overcome these things. Just, just the extreme leadership they have on both sides of the ball. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a saying I tell myself is just a, just a manager and just trying to be, stay humble. And, and leaders don't take credit; they take responsibility. You see these yep. guys patting themselves on the chest, like my bad, my bad, or you know, just getting up and and getting back to the grind again and just being trying to be better, trying to do better. You listen to their interviews. You listen to Gadsden's interview. Um, in the hu- the huddle interview, you know, he just these guys are given they're given, and he's a young guy, and these guys are given the they're, they're spreading the 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 credit around, and you've got a team full of guys like that, and who guys who aren't pounding their t- chest because they think they're awesome, um, but they're pounding their chest because they're saying my bad, my bad, I can do better. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge on a team. It's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, selfish play. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Selfish play can ruin a team. Um, it can be toxic in the, uh, the locker rooms. And, uh, that's definitely not the case at all, you know? And, and, and it's also part of the part of it too. And you can see it is the one is this the next man up, you know, not only is it leadership of, yeah, but it's yeah. like, I mean, the leadership that they show in trusting these young guys that come in when, you know, Lockett goes down, which again, doesn't look very good. Um, and you know McDonald was out this game, and An- yep. Anwar, Anwar, Anwar Sparrow, Sparrow was yeah. out there, right? And yeah, he played great. I mean, he had played five, awesome. tack- five tackles, five tackles yep. two two pass deflections, um, and they didn't have to change up anything. They they the guys came in and they had you know confidence in them. So uh, you know Lockett gets hurt and Jatias Gear and Caleb Okachekwu. They go in and and they you know they step up. And they get these other guys in there. Leon Lowry had a sack. Caleb had two two more so um you know our defense i think played great and to hold brennan armstrong to only 29 yards pat or rushing and uh what 138 yards passing i mean he's QBR. still he's still a little shaky you know uh, brennan armstrong but to your point with sparrow dude i love it so much and, and and you know it's so cool seeing a dude from virginia beach go play for your freaking your all-time favorite team 
growing your childhood team as a kid and being able to go out there and get his name called like that. It's so cool. And he, you're right. He stepped up, man. He did big time. And um, I didn't even know McDonald was out until I seen him on the field. Um, yeah, I saw him on the sideline with his jersey, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't even uh, notice I, I that. I saw cause... that, and I was wondering why Sparrow was out there. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, but like you said, all those leaders, they stepped up. I mean, dude, Mikel Jones, eight total tackles, eight sold. You know, they were all solo. Uh, Marlowe Wax had a sack. Garrett, uh, Garrett Williams gets an interception, interception and a fumble a big recovery. One. A big one. That was a huge interception. That was just, dude. Look at like that's the type of stuff like those interceptions like the one that he had against Louisville when he came back across the field to guard a to guard a spot that he didn't that wasn't his spot, right? And like the same same interception with Virginia, he was off running with the other receiver that was running him off, and he saw the the pass, he saw the quarterback and where he was looking in the pass, and he completely just left obviously because the ball's not you know, and he went and he made a huge play. I mean that's. That's instincts, and that's that stuff that is going to – I mean, you see that, and that's why you know that you know, about all these scouts talking NFL and that he could oh, be yeah. a top, you know, two-round. Some people are saying he could be a first a first night, first round, but at least first two-day uh, draft pick. And you see you see plays like that and the way he comes in and tackles an open space by himself. Like, it's just these guys, they, they came back. They said they came back to, you know, prove a point. They didn't like the way that – yeah, last year was yeah, exactly. and um you know guys like Mikel Mikel Jones and Garrett Williams could definitely be in the NFL right now and we're lucky enough to have them um on our defense right now leading it yeah and and coach says senior leadership and, and to to that point I mean there's just leadership oh I just want to be clear about my, what my point was there's leadership all over the all over the field it's not just senior guys it's it's oh every, yeah it's yeah there's people that are captains but I think that you just have so many players that are kind of like minded when it comes to that type of stuff they all know what it's they very want. difficult to get to get people goal. like that yeah. it is oh yeah especially that many on one team and i mean well, just pay attention to team it. to buy in to buy in yeah exactly that's a great point yeah i mean just and just pay attention to the to the body language on the sidelines and on the field um you know it's just it's just it can't go unnoticed i guess so really cool there's there's not a lot of negative body language there's been no, a lot yeah. in the past there has I mean, been. I, yeah, I remember Devito getting sacked. Who, and him, who, the, Trill, or not Trill Williams? Um, Trill Williams. Um, the hell's his name? The receiver. I've already forgotten his name. Oh jeez. You forgot it too? Stop it. Yep. <laughs> Taj Harris. Taj Harris. Taj yeah. Harris. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible body language. Flipping off the camera and just all that childish <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's about as worse as this. Is about. As- Petty and as bad as you can get, right there. Right, so. exactly. And, and and when you eliminate cancers from a team, and you eliminate negativity from a team, and people buy into positivity, even when it's tough to be positive, or get down, but you stay up because you got everybody's lifting everybody at the same time instead of being negative, and and being unselfish. That's how you get through. Four turnovers, 18 penalties, and mm-hmm. all the rest of it, shooting yourself in the foot repeatedly against uh, Purdue. You know, that's how you get past it. That's exactly how you get past it. All right. That's it for us. Time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. Uh, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. We're going to go ahead and ask for your thoughts on said game, and you leave them. I got to be honest, Joe. 
I should have given you a heads up, but in this isn't to um, this isn't to to um, poo poo the Facebookers, but there is because I haven't even read anything on Facebook for fan feedback. I haven't even seen it, but the Twitter was just lit with comments and. I found enough to get through. Unless you find something extremely interesting on Twitter, then I have enough via, or on Facebook rather, I have enough on Twitter to get us through. So I'll start here with at QSman14. This is the second game when we got very fortunate that the opposing team made more mistakes than we did. And when push comes to shove, the final drive wins the game. There's something to be said. I'm excited to see if we can be undefeated going against NC State in two weeks. Well, all right, I'm going to work this one backwards, Joe, and then you can comment. I would very much expect to be undefeated heading into NC State, but we've seen the amount of upsets. Middle Tennessee over Miami yesterday I thought was crazy. Miami, Mm -hmm. talk about shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, these guys are running into one another. I'm like, what a shit show that was. So uh, anything can happen, and I don't want to look past Wagner, and I don't expect the team to look past Wagner. But, yeah, to Joe and my point, what we were talking about earlier, you, 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 you put yourself in a bad situation, but yet you still win the game. That, that says a lot about just the team in general. And it was another ugly win. I mean, but I'll take ugly wins all year. I I'm not pushing the panic button on anything. The one thing I've noticed just in this game, really, against Virginia was Schrader's decision-making, I guess, when holding the ball. I just expect him to take off a little quicker. I don't know what else to say about that. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's really the issue, right, is is more or less – a situation where um, these teams are starting to learn how to stop, you know, the run, obviously. But then, you know, they, they're starting to spy Schrader. So they're um, they're not over, you know, I don't want to say they're not being over aggressive. It's kind of how we played against um, Cunningham for for Louisville. Uh, we didn't get too far up the field to open up huge holes and make it easy for him to scramble and get yards down the field. Um, so, again, they made him pass the ball. Uh so I think that there's that's a part of it, and then I think there's also a lot of there was a lot of leftover stuff out there. There was a lot of times where you know he went to go throw the ball. If you would have just waited one set, or if you would have turned and looked over, Sean Tucker's wide open in the flat, or you know, so he missed some guys. So again, not perfect, and that's what I talked about about having to evolve. It's a situation where we still need to get better with with that kind of stuff. Schrader's throwing better, but you know everyone's trying to make our our receivers basically and him make plays to beat them because they're completely taking away the run. So I mean that's just what we're going to have to figure out and the teams are going to continue to do that until we figure out that passing game to where then you know obviously we, we force the change. So here here's one for you at Tegan Brown on the Twitter. Now um Tegan I believe she's a Citrus TV gal, SU student. Why is the Q's offense so inconsistent? And also, I have to yell Schrader's name one more time to stop hesitating too long. Then thinking he can run the, then thinking he can run the ball, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm sure field security had a blast watching me yell at the team as I stood there. Uh, just that, D- Joe. 
we've all known they're stacking the box. They're stopping Trader. Okay, so if anything, UVA took a page out of Purdue's book, right? And they made it extremely difficult on Tucker. And I think just to add to that, I just don't see the push from the offensive line as much as I was seeing. I mean, I don't know, Joe. Is it a situation where do you? I mean, obviously, I think it'd be better if Chris Elmore was able to contribute there. But at the end of the day, it wasn't terrible up until Purdue, right? So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? As far as the consistency, the the Schrader thing and the Tucker thing is really the only thing that matters. But it's there's it's both the running aspects of each player. Well, yeah, and again, um, every different team has got different matchups, you know, and it just looked to me like, um, you know, they had some guys in there. Like I said, they were spying Schrader, and um, I think that there was some players. Like I said, Virginia, they've, I mean, it's the ACC team that's had decent decent recruiting, uh, so they have players. They got some guys on that, on that, that line, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it happened too many times. And again, I think that I don't think that Schrader, Schrader thought that he was going to be in that position to have to, you know, like I, I, he seems surprised. He seems surprised the way they came out in the second half and, and they, they played and they game planned him. And, you know, that's just the life of, of a quarterback in, in football, but especially college football. When you get these coaches that make, you know, good adjustments. Um, then you got to figure it out on the fly and then you go look at tape and you practice it and you get better because anything that works on tape, you know, we're going to bet your bottom dollar that the next team you play is going to be trying. Um, real quick, just to, just to rewind real quick, Zach in the, in the green room, he says he's happy that traders looking to throw it. And honestly, he just wants him to stay healthy. So he, you know, I, I get it. And I'm there too, because I've made those comments as well. Right. We, you don't need people headhunting Garrett Trader. He's a big dude, but uh, you can't have him um, get hurt So to that point. But uh, Anthony, a.k.a. Ant, a.k.a. Tony, a.k.a. Waterboy in the green room says, uh, Tegan, by the way, Tegan Brown, at Tegan Brown on Twitter, she works at Newhouse CNY Central, and she does um, game day activities uh, at the Dome, I assume, or maybe every game. I think just at the Dome, though, because I have seen those videos. Anyways, she's great. Uh, our, our dude. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. At Geo Heater on Twitter, wondering, the, the voice of the Hokies, this guy, uh, you know, whatever. Love him. They're having a, they're having a great him. year. But- Love him. Um, look, he does a fantastic job. He does. He does. Uh, wondering if the new and I offense is better for the passing game, but more difficult for Tucker to strive. Opposing teams are stacking the box on him. It's it's a difficult situation. Looks stifled by the UVA defense in the second half. Garrett Williams is a first rounder, Joe. Mm. To the point you were just making. Four and O, oh, baby. Go orange. I don't know if it has anything to do with the with the offensive coordinator more so than, but I understand this point more so than it's just, you saw what Purdue did and everybody's going to try to replicate that. So they're going to have to get a little creative with Tucker. Like someone's going to have to, he's going to have to get some yards to be able to establish himself again and, 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 and make defenses guess, right? He's going to have to have a game where he got, and it's not Wagner. So what I'm saying it's going to have to be a, you know, beyond that, he's going to have to be a, a point where 
he establishes himself again, and what they're doing isn't working. If, ever, if everybody's yeah. going to copy yeah, what Purdue does, right, or did. You, you were right, and again, it comes down to every team is going to set it up to where they force it to the weakness, right? So it's in the beginning, they're like, we're not stopping Tucker. We're going to let Schrader. And the Schrader's running in, in Schrader's legs, and in, in, in he looked a little better, better of a thrower, right? But his legs were working. Then now they're like, okay, now we're not going to let any either of them run, and we're going to force this guy to pass and force these receivers to get open. And I think that there's been some times this year, and especially we saw it in this game, where some of the receivers had an issue getting open. I mean, Aranda Gatson, he's been blowing up the last two games. You, you, know, you, you mentioned his stats, 300 and and 19 catches for three what, three touchdowns? Three touchdowns. But but the last two games has basically been like 215 and 13 of those catches. So the last two games he's blown up. And I mean, if there's any question of who our, our wide receiver one is, it's that. And I mean, he answered it the last he's two a, weeks. He's um, a, he, is a, he is a mature beyond his years, too. I know his dad. Oh, yeah. I know his dad played and everything, but mm-hmm. he is he is talented and, and he's a big target dude too. How, you could just tell on the six, field. Six five, two sixteen. Yes, and you can see a lot of those. He's, he runs good routes to get himself open in the middle of the field and stuff like that. Talented, so they're long, putting him in, athletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but you know, then you got Sean. So he caught seven for one hundred seven. Sean Tucker caught five for forty five, and then everyone out there. No one. No other player had more than two catches. Um, you know, you see Trevor Pena, and you know, he had a good opening kickoff, and you know, yeah, he made set a, that up. a couple, right. a few decent catches, right? Um, so you see that uh, he adds a different dimension when he's healthy because he had been missing a couple games there. Um, Devon Cooper, I thought we'd see a little bit more, but um, same thing with Courtney. J. I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna take a little while, you know, to figure this mm-hmm. out. I mean, because. I think that we thought that we were going to run and be running a little bit more successful. I wouldn't. I don't think a lot of people, even probably the fans or the coaches, thought that the majority of their scoring and, and the way that their offense was going to come from Schrader's, you know, arm and the receivers as much as it has so far in those four weeks. So, I mean, we have Wagner next week, and then we have a bye, and then we have NC State. So, you know, you got three weeks basically to get in here, and I guess that's really the best point. You know, we're four and zero, but it's not like a trash four zero. Like it's not like we have. Oh, you know, we, 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 we haven't have, even played our D1 AA team yet. Right. right? It's exactly. Not like it's not like some of these other teams that, you know, they're going to play a MAC team and then a D1 AA school and then we'll go play, you know, Wyoming or something like that. Um, I mean, we've beat Virginia, Purdue, and, and Louisville. So, I mean, those are names, right? And, you know, UConn isn't the greatest, but. No, they're terrible. I mean, but those three, you know, those three teams are, are they're decent. They're decent names. They recruit better than us. They're in good conferences. They're power five teams. And, um, you know, anybody can question whether or not we should have won all those games, but we have. And it we doesn't, know right, we exactly. Have, it doesn't we matter. have injuries. Right. We know what our weaknesses are. And now we have three weeks before this, the meat and potatoes of the, <laughs> the schedule starts um, to fix these things because I, I do see a lot of missed opportunities out there. There's times where um, I think that, you know, they should be able to get Tucker, you know, some more runs on the outside, you know, outside the tackles. And also, like I said, there's a lot of times where Tucker was wide open in the flats or on his route, and Garrett Schrader just didn't make, you know, didn't get to the read. Um, but well, there was the pressure or he point, saw somebody else. Joe in the green room, that's, that's, that he, didn't, he, was, he said he watched the game twice. He didn't see any counters. He didn't see any screens. He didn't see any draws. So he, d- Tucker runs in between the tackles. And I don't know if they have much designed outside of that, obviously it's, it's a flip of the switch, but I don't know 
just if it's a comfort thing or what, but he's been so successful in there. But using him as a receiver is an, is is something that is a must when he's not. To your point, it, it's a must when he's not running the ball. I mean, you have to get the ball in his hands. You have you have to make people wonder and worry about where the hell Tucker is. Yeah, and that's just going to help the receivers. Should help the receivers to get open, right? And if if we can get these receivers on the same page, and we can start getting a little bit more consistent on some of these drives. I mean, like I said, he didn't, Schrader didn't play a bad game passing. He had what, the turnover, you know, interception, and then there was some sack issues because of some. He held the ball pressure. too long. Yeah, well, he held the ball too long. I mean, you can't expect to not get sacked when you hold the ball as long as he did in a couple of those plays. Not all of them, but especially the ones late in the game. I mean, yep. he ran backwards way too far. It's just, I mean. Well, but but how many times has he done that and escaped? Yeah, I right? know. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah, I know. At the end it's of weird. the day, I mean, there's been plenty of times where he's held that ball that long, and then he's had, a, then he's ran for 13 yards. There's been times where he's ran 12, 12 yards, 10 yards backwards to make somebody miss a tackle to turn around and complete a pass or run for another 30 yards. So, I mean, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yes, obviously his awareness inside the pocket has to get better, and he can look at that. But when you've been successful, like I can understand if it was DeVito, where he's never really making that type of play. But Garrett, well, Garrett Schrader's made hell of some Numerous. plays. Yeah. You know, I mean, what they were calling him the magician, right, in the Louisville game and everything, and some of the things that he's done. So why wouldn't he think that he couldn't do that, right? And as fans, I mean, we either got to not be okay with it all the time or just take the bad with the good because – there's a lot of times he's made good plays out of that. This just happened to be one of those games where it seemed like he was bottled up and just holding it and he couldn't escape. I think he's trying to be maybe too careful or something, but um, I think there's a comment about that too. Uh, let's see. At no Blanchard 44, I understand everyone who's disappointed, but we have to be satisfied that this team has the fight in them to do whatever it takes to win. We started the season hoping we could make a bowl game. Now, uh, barring a disaster, will be 5-0 and for the first time in his lifetime. Mm. Yes, that right there is special. <laughs> so, uh, so really cool. Um, it's for and, a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. We go into the NC State game only needing one more game for a, for a, a, a bowl at the very least. Even if, we're, even if we only get one, we got to get something, right? So I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boston College doesn't look great right they now. They look terrible, but dude. That game, you know what? Why put that? Why was that the primetime game last night? Like, really? I don't. Know. Uh, why? There was no good. They couldn't have put Wake Forest Clemson as the primetime game last night instead I of. Watched, I watched Kansas State beating uh, Oklahoma, but I went to bed. Yeah, dude. They uh, <laughs> the, the the teams after the bye week are pretty pretty daunting. None of those games are going to be. I mean, Florida State looks better than what we thought. Uh, Wake Forest just had a barn burner with Clemson yesterday. That was crazy. Um, NC State beat UConn by 31, you know, status quo. So, yeah, and Notre Dame scored 45 on North Carolina. So, it's just, it's an unfortunate. Notre Dame doesn't look like we thought they were going to as far as the beginning of the season, but we know that they have the players. Yeah, they're not terrible, we're but playing them there's so a chance. Long playing them so long in the in the schedule you know that so by that deep. time they could figure it out you know yeah well we'll see um uh let's see real quick um our boy tony in the green room says the first, the last time they were five and oh was 1987 i was nine years old Ooh. so yeah four i was four you were four um oh where am i 
Where am I? Uh, let's see. We are not getting through these fast at all, by the way. So no. I apologize. There is a lot of really good ones, but I'm just going in order of what I took the screenshots. At Oil Cues, a win is 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 a win. Plus, Joe is nasty AF. So we got to throw that in there. What you like, in the cause, world? Because you like ketchup on your hot dogs. Sorry. Is that the guy that always <laughs> something about ketchup on the hot dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have That's Cap Patrick. On a hot dog, don't uh, ever. Uh, that's right, Cap. A win is a win is a win is a win, and so on. Uh, at Tim Abbott forty four, an ugly win is still a win. Blah blah blah. Schrader held the ball too long, and the D line needs to stiffen up against the run. Four and zero, but after next week, it gets significantly harder. Uh, that was downright exhausting to watch. Yes, it was. I was pacing a hole in concrete uh, outside. Or I watched the game outside at the Tiki. And mm. uh, I, was, I was pacing a freaking hole in the concrete. It was extremely nerve-wracking. And, uh-huh. and I was, I don't know how many beers deep. And I'm not saying it because I'm proud of it. I'm just saying I should have been way more <laughs> calm. So, uh, yeah. But... Um, I get it, and I get the frustration that Tim displays because I felt the same way. At the end of the day, you got to take the win and just be happy about it. But I do, I do get the sentiment that's blah blah blah. You know, we got to fix this, and um, we got to be better because we can be, and we know we can be. And I, and, and if I didn't think we could be, and I think if there was a lot of fans that didn't think we could be, they wouldn't be expecting. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't have that that point of view to where they're like, "Look, we won. That's great. But th- here's what we need to do, and this is what I don't like." If you didn't think they could fix it, you'd just bitch about it. First of all, so I think there's something to be said that yeah, we're winning games, but there are certain things that still need to get figured out. And I think it's fair to say too to play the other side of that is that the season's still early, and Syracuse is just still figuring things out a little bit, and. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, Tim, but but an ugly win is still a win. I, I've got. Yeah, I've got to I say. mean, and that's that's the thing is, is that to be upset about a win, you know. I mean, and I'm not saying it's that tough. he necessarily no, is, not. but he's we not. do know that we do know that there are those type of fans out there where they're pessimistic, like, oh, we only won by two, we didn't cover the spread, oh, like we're not that good, you know. And they look at it like that, like their expectations are so high that it's just. And I look at it like okay, like, yeah, there was some ugliness. We definitely need to fix it, but I'm going to take the win, and I'm going to be happy because they're 4-0. There's really no reason not to be happy when you're undefeated. You, you can know? be happy and have concerns. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that's where Tim's coming from. But there's a, there's probably some people that are s- sitting there all pessimistic. Well, oh, wait till we s- still can't beat Clemson. Still can't p- be p- beat NC State, Notre Dame. Wait till they play those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure, there's going to be that. I mean, if we ended up losing two or three in a row during that span, I'm sure there's going to be those fans that are like, "Oh, remember the Syracuse fans that were saying we were da 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 and we were so good because we were four four and zero." Like, there's just always going to be fans like that. There's never there's going to be fans that are just never happy unless it's literally perfection. Um, let's see real quick. My son's texting me. Hold on a second. Let me get back to this. Yes, Joe. I concur. Where was I? Um, at George tall. If I were a betting lady, I'd say coach told Garrett Trader to be more patient and he overcompensated. 
I say we let him just be what he is, make plays. Uh, he makes plays when he takes off. So, Joe, pure speculation here. Obviously, you know, it's not something that we'll ever know or prove. But Garrett Trader, extremely reserved. I concur. I do think that he was a little more reserved than normal. But besides that, maybe the coaches aren't saying, you know, hey, look, uh, be more patient. But maybe they're saying, look, we don't want you freaking getting hurt. He's had a couple close calls. He fell on mm. his head. Let's not. Re- Does everybody remember against, I think it was Purdue, when he fell on his head and bent his neck back? Do you remember that, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He got up like nothing happened, but that type of stuff is, is a big deal. It adds up. It adds up. And so maybe Coach is saying, you know what? We want you to run less. Leave that up to Tucker. Listen, try to stay in the pocket and do, be a little bit more calculated. It's a possibility. It just And that's just not his nature. So, so what? Do we just let him go, Joe, until we see what happens? We all know that he played injured. I mean, I feel like he played injured most of last year, right? So um, we don't want to be put in that situation, I don't think. And I think he should be a little bit more cautious. I've been calling for it. But at the end of the day, uh, he's going to have to do something sometimes. And yeah. what, did, what did he have? Yeah, he had 14 rushes for 11 yards with the 17, with the longest 17. So that's what the sacks did to him. So, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, six sacks. Um, I just think that, again, there's ways that you can – there's ways that you can get better, right? But to completely try to change a way that somebody, you know, plays, I think is just kind of, you know, they always said that about like Philip Rivers and, you know, his release and how it was all weird. And people say the same thing, Garrett Schrader. Well, that's how he's always thrown. So that's right. So it's normal it to him. It might so look funny. To sit there and try to make somebody change something, you know. I mean, I remember these talks with Dungey. I remember these talks when we were winning and we had Dungey and Dungey's running and you know, and he he was getting injured. He had head issues and stuff like that. So he actually had a history. And it, you know, I remember people saying, you know, he can't do that. He can't. That's who he was. That's what made him who he was. If he doesn't do that, then we probably don't win those games. So I would say, I mean, I'm not trying to change the dude. That's how he wants to play. I mean, yeah, you got to be more careful. You got to be more cognizant. But at the end of the day, um, he's. I mean, what he does for his team when he plays like that. I mean, you can't you can't take that away. It's just it's hard for me to say that you can just completely take that aspect away. I can understand being more safe or, hey, try these techniques so that you don't get hit so much or let's get better at sliding in certain situations or throwing the ball away in certain situations. But um, I don't I don't think you you try to completely take him away and say, well, we, we just can't do that anymore. I mean, we're running read options and that's what works. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's some of the confusion that uh, uh, that some of us felt. Uh, let's see, yeah, Tony Bubba. This defense is so fun, especially in games like this. Garrett Williams contributing and sparking the rest of the team is an incredible sight to see. Yeah, it goes back to leadership, and um, it's just he's a he's a player that is he's a he's a freaking ball ball magnet. The dude's all over the place, and. Um, he makes plays when they it's very timely that need to be made, and he makes them when they need to be made. At Cuse oh, yeah. Waterboy, I'll always take an ugly win over a pretty loss. Schmidt happened, and the mob came up big when it mattered the most. As a casual, as for the casual fans, air fingers quote, uh, who refuse to show up in the dome, I'm fully prepared to give you a kick in the ass 
give you the kick in the ass that you desperately need. Uh, yeah, we touched on that a little bit uh, earlier in the show. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that's like, just for me, it's a question mark. Why? It's just a why. And it doesn't really, it's not a criticism more so than it is just a, um, a, a, a I'm just confused. So I want to know. So I want to know. I really do. So with that said, like right on cue is the water boy. Tony, you there? Yeah, you boys hear me? Yep, we can hear you. What's up, Tony? Tony, a.k.a. Ant, a.k.a. Anthony, a.k.a. Waterboy, in the green room on the Q's Militia. What? Mr. Girl Dad now. Huh? Mr. Girl Dad now. Girl Dad, a.k.a. Girl Dad. You're going to make me add another one. Okay, that's fine. I got you. got many aliases, apparently. That's what happens when your name's Anthony. I'm really uh, glad you guys didn't record the night of the game because I couldn't get through this without just cursing up a storm and dropping every <laughs> F I could think of. Well, it, it, so look, you have a lot of insight. You know a lot of people. Um, yeah. You 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 kind of get you got some you know you know the ins and outs of things. You're in the dome all the time. You you I'm have. Passionate. I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind and offend people. Yeah, you, you know. You you have um, you have a newborn, well, somewhat newborn, not yeah, too much. How old is she now? How old is she? Six months? Eight months. Eight the months. The day of uh, her first game was Purdue. We took her to. She was eight months that day. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So you're just like, you know what? I don't need a sitter. Screw this. I'm just bringing her. Yeah, as long as it's a day game, you know. You <laughs> yeah, exactly. About eight. Right, exactly. So, I mean, help me out. My, my, like I said earlier in the show, and, 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 you know, it's just one of those things that's like baffling to me when you have a UVA conference game and you, you can't pull, you know, 35 or 38 to 40 or 37 yeah. to 40,000 fans because the initial attendance was 36,000, but we all know that's that is that not. Is not- no, not even close. If there's probably thirty, maybe thirty-two thousand in there, if that. I I would I would. And by concur. the way, too, credit to Otto's Army because I think like five to six thousand of them were students. Like, yeah, I don't know if you yeah. can see the pictures. Like they have overflow sections now. Like they fill that place. They make a ton of noise. Thank God those kids are young because they would need a chiropractor for how they carry our fan base right now because their backs have got to kill. <laughs> The biggest, um, the, 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 this has like been the best spurt of um, Otto's Army that was a noticeable gain within the past, I mean, I'd say two, I'd say two years, a full two years, two and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, all, all the credit goes to my boy, and I'm, I'm glad I can call him a friend jo- now. We've Jonathan? Personally, Danilich, yeah. Yeah, Danilich, you know? yeah. President of Otto's Army, he now works for Syracuse in their marketing department. And, like, you know, I've we shoot some ideas back and forth through text. And, like, the ideas this kid has, like, if they give him full reign, like, the future is bright for the fan base. It's the future as far as young people. For the old curmudgeons and the farts, like, I, dude, I don't know what it's going to take. Like, you guys keep moving the goalposts. You're like, Syracuse isn't good. We're undefeated. Tickets are too expensive. Dude, in the middle of inflation, when gas and groceries and everything is skyrocketed, Syracuse prices are plummeting. You could pay $17 to get into that game last week. $17. Wow. Dude, okay, and people want to say, like, like, oh, we've been back for so long, the fan bases burn out. Kansas football 
is undefeated, sold out their game at a stadium that holds about 41, 43,000 people. They sold out against 3-0 Duke. Kansas football, for the past 13 seasons, has had an average record of 2-10, not one single winning season. Kansas football can't touch us when it comes to history, when it comes to the alumni base, when it comes to supposed fans that we have. But, all, hey, kudos to Kansas football. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they're, you know, they're turning things around. But the fact that, like, we can't even get 40000 in that place is a goddamn joke. It's, it's sad and terrible, and I'm ashamed of our fan base for it. And, yeah, people come out with these qualifiers, too, and they're like, okay, that's easy for you to say. You live in Syracuse. I'm not expecting – like, let's use you guys, for example. You live in Virginia, North Carolina. I'm not expecting you guys to buy season tickets and drive up every game like some morons on Twitter like to suggest. I'm talking about the 460,000 people that live in this county for the five to six times as many people that live within two hours of the county to come to a game. There is no excuse for it. Like, I'm, I'm done with the excuses. It makes no sense to me. It's a pa- it's a passive group. It's always been a passive group. It's always been finicky. There's people there's a lot of people that are set in their ways. By the way, a pack of cigarettes is like $17 now in Syracuse. So <laughs> so I mean, yo, know, for a pack of smokes. Dude, go to Wegmans. You- I got a Wegmans sub for football. I think it was $14. For what? A Wegmans sub. Oh my gosh. Dude, yeah, the hot bar. Dude, the hot bar at Wegmans in Virginia Beach was 9.99 a pound 2 years ago. It is fifteen ninety nine a pound at the hot bar now. Dude, you want a little insight? Like if you want, if you're worried about concessions and prices at the dome, you can bring in bottled water sealed. I bring in two two liters every game. That's on the rules on the website. Nobody knows about it. And yeah. also too, if you have a baby, you you'd be blown away at the stuff you could stuff in a diaper bag and get in for free. They don't even check that thing. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm literally gonna bring Wegman sub with me to the Wagner game. I'm gonna put a two liter in there, maybe some chocolate chip cookies. Like they barely check that thing. That, They're more what, concerned with my kilt. So so what? So there you go. <laughs> so what is it? Because I I mean I, I was just saying earlier in the show and, and that you know, just growing up, it's a very complacent group. I grew up with with parents that were just like, yeah, you know, let's go let's go to Brad's, watch a game, leave the kids at home. And uh, they'd go in there and watch the game. And I'd sit there in my Syracuse gear like a nerd and watch the game by myself. But it's one of those things where I just feel like that it's taken for granted. I think when you boil it down, I think that the having the dome so close and things like that, I think that a lot of the older crowd takes it for granted. And they I- absolutely do. They're, and they're just miserable people. Like, if you <laughs> want to go to a game, that's fine. More power to you. I don't care. But if you're going to bitch on social media and bitch in public about it, they should do this. They should do that. That's the and thing. Right. Spend $15 to get the dome. I don't want to hear your goddamn opinion. Shut the hell up. Yeah, that that's that's the thing is that like if you're going to if you're going to complain and you're going to put stipulations on whether or not or how like I'll show up when and then they do it. And then you move the goalposts and you're like, well, yeah. you know what? The ticket prices are too much or a dome dog is too much or I can't bring water in. And then they're like, well, we no, no, you can. You know, yeah, you can bring dude, water in. And, and dude, I'm, I'm a meathead. Everybody knows what I look like. Like, I'm not some anonymous jerk off. Like, I am the most visual. You're not anonymous. You you're not anonymous. Is. Yeah. True. No, not in the least. So I back up everything I say. And I've even said, like, if you think differently and you want to challenge me in a debate, physically, whatever, meet me on the quad. And while you're at it, buy a ticket. I'll back up everything I say. 100%. <laughs> 
I'm just so sick of these people. They remind me of like people when they see me and they're like, dude, must be nice to be able to work out all the time. You look like you're in good shape. Yeah, dude, because I make time to do it. I don't make excuses. These are the same people like, oh, I'll start my diet on Monday. I'll start working out on Monday. Today, do something today. Oh, I'm going to wait until Syracuse beats NC State. Well, then NC State was was fluff. They were a joke. I'll wait till they beat Notre Dame. You wait long enough, the season's over. Just get up to the Dome. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous for basketball because I've got my reservations about basketball. And while meanwhile, the football team's killing it. And we're already, what, three home games in? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear some of the criticisms in, in the basketball program's growing pains that I expect. But you got a team right now with some senior people on it that are going to be heading to the NFL and meanwhile, you could watch them right in your backyard, play, and enjoy this it. This team is chock full of NFL oh my, talent. Oh like, my it's gosh, crazy. it's insane! I don't remember the last, probably the '90s. You know, probably yeah, late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, super entertaining yeah. to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, the I mean, games it's a, it's are not a good boring. product. It's a good it's product. A great product, especially for the price. The, yeah, I go back to it. The Kansas football game I alluded to. The cheapest ticket for them was thirty-four dollars for Syracuse seventeen. Yeah, well, they're not they're not making it difficult. That's for well, sure. Well, we got to have some of the cheapest season tickets as well in the oh, country. Oh yeah, ninety nine dollars I mean, for where I sit in the end zone. It's a great seat. Like, wait, I hold on a second. Hold on a second. How, how much yeah. is season tickets? Ninety nine dollars in the end zone for one set of season tickets. It's a hundred bucks. Well, one for ticket. seven games. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. yep. I don't want to donate was. When, I, when I lived in Syracuse, we always used to, like I said, we'd go up to the, the nosebleeds. We'd get them up there, and they were literally like 99. We'd go to the spring game. They'd have the price signs up, tell you where what what the price is in, in the section. And then you go and you buy your you find a seat, buy your Jeez, tickets. Jeez, um, crawl. Yeah. I had no idea. Easy, man. So I never had season tickets when I lived there, but my wife did two years at ACF, and we would get, like, I think they were $5 student tickets, which was like, you can't freaking beat that. Yeah. You know? Now they dro- they dropped it to ten for the last game just to get more butts in the seats. But like, it's like, come on, guy, it's not it's not expensive by any means. And I love sitting up top. I think it's a better product. You can see everything, especially with our secondary. You see everything develop over time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, um, they're missing out. I Joe expects this the attendance to get better. I just think it is what it is. It's been a struggle for a number of years, and I don't want to like beat a dead horse about it, but it's just been something that's been mediocre for a, for a number of years. But yeah. to, to go with that, we've been putting out, they've been putting out mediocre content. And you know, with last year being the absolute worst year of my lifetime in Syracuse sports. So well, was, yeah, but the football team two years ago, COVID year was awful too. So I mean, it's been yeah, bad for yeah, a couple yeah. years. So it's hard like- to it's hard to it's hard to criticize then because all of the complaining was legit. The the complaining is not legit anymore. It is no. It is That's what it has been me. put to rest. The, you know, you scroll through the comment section quick of any post they put out, and like it lights up, and then people are all these negative Nancys are like, oh, well, you know, look who they played, or, you know, once they play Notre Dame or FSU, it's going to go out the window, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, you keep putting this what if, you put, keep putting this qualifier on it. Like, I just, I really yep. don't want to hear your opinion anymore. So, if you're yeah. not supporting the team, just get out. Go be a fan of Notre Dame or Alabama if you want. Go bandwagon. I don't care. Yeah. Just stop. And I remember, too, a few years back, 
they used to always talk about they, you know there's an article about you know, there's apple picking and there's the fair and then you know friday night games you know yeah. you have the high school football and all the parent and so there's always just an excuse you know and then that's why the prices went down and then it was well i mean it's the, the the product on the field they're just not good so it's like there's always an excuse that's why i think you know that for the fourth week in a row even though we're undefeated we're going to see you know, we're going to see our attendance go down. Where our highest attendance is going to be Louisville, and it's gone down every game, and it's going to go down next week against it's Wagner, weird. most likely. Oh, absolutely, and, against Wagner. And, but I think NC State picks have, up. Well, yeah, then you're going to have two weeks, and you're going to have all that crap where you can't say apple picking in the fair, and you know it's not going to be on a Friday. Um, so, and I expect it to be a primetime game, and I expect us to be ranked, if not very close. That's why I think you know it really just it starts with NC State. Um, I, I can understand. I mean, I get upset about it and passionate about it, too, um, but I'm giving it to NC State. And if they don't show up in NC State, then I I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say I give up, but I, oh, I'm, if they don't I'm, show up for NC State, you guys are going to do accuse militia uncensored. And I'm just cursing <laughs> for 20 minutes. straight. You came close. <laughs> yeah, I'm really holding back. Like I said, it's, it's a really good thing you guys don't record like right after the game because I was fired up. Well, like, if if I if I would love to do that, it's just not a feasible option. But I would love yeah. to. I would love to do that sometimes, and, and we, we we will for basketball. It's easier, especially tournament stuff. But immediate reaction is, um, you know, I knew you were I knew you were chomping at the bit for this, and it's not just this week. It's been a couple weeks, but. What, let me ask you one question, and we gotta go. But yeah. the the, the um, so the media, local Syracuse media, okay. Um, the the Syracuse dot commerce. Let's just say. Oh God. And uh, you know, Zach. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay for their subscription. Z- I don't see half of it. Zach, thank you. Uh, Zach says, "Can we get someone better than t- uh, Brent Axe to represent the brand?" LOL. Oh. God, uh, look, Axe. He Axe has been around forever. So hard to be funny. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So the the yeah. analogies, the Brent. He Axe tried to grab me once on Twitter, and I think I said something like, "Dude, I've got more charisma and humor in my big toe than you do in your whole body." <laughs> and look, <laughs> he's been around for a while now. Yep. Um, Mike Waters, humble, nice guy. Like Mike Waters a lot. Not that I don't like Brent, but it seems phony with Brent. So, yeah. um. I don't know if it's a if it's a you know you've got guys like from noons okay you got um, you got yeah he's so negative Zach says yes yeah I've noticed that too <laughs> yep. when whenever I did pay attention to it I did notice it but you've got guys from noons there's some excited guys over there um, I think McAllister's well, my favorite he uh, does a ton of recruiting stuff yeah, I love McAllister my- does do good coverage. And then, you know, Stephen Bailey back over, you know, leaving Syracuse.com and going to 247. He, he does some good things, but it's not like they're, it's not like they really promote the brand, so to speak, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you see why Central does some good stuff, but then you guys are But Nico's really gone. So who's, who's, who's pulling, who's filling Nico's shirts? Uh, Tommy Sladak, who actually works out at my gym. We've had some uh, long conversations. Okay. He's a good dude. Okay. Yeah, he's from, I think, like Philly originally. And then uh, Samantha Croston also works in sports now, too. And I think she she played – I want to say she played soccer or – I wish I could remember, lacrosse or something at college. But she knows her stuff, too. Okay, because there's um, – you know, Nico is a – he's an East Syracuse boy. Oh, I, right? I, I became buddies with Nico right before he left, and then he moved to Seattle because we were both having kids kind of around the same time. And 
I was like, damn, man. I, like, I was happy for his career move because that's a giant market, but like, sad to see him lose. Yeah, I was, I was, I felt like it was devastating, but he went to a huge market. Uh, he's covering Seattle Seahawks now, so it's kind of yeah. a big deal. Uh, but he, um, he, his dad was my crossing guard as a kid. Nico, I knew Nico when he was my brother and Joe were friends with his older brother, Pete. Yep. Nice. And graduated so, with him. Yeah. So, um, to have a to have a hometown boy covering SU the way he did, I just feel like he's the bar. Yeah, absolutely. but he was also a fan. Yeah, but that's, that's what my point problem, is. That's right? my point. You get some of these yeah. people that aren't they're not from the, they're not from that. Right. You know, right. they get the job from out of town and they're just doing you know doing their part. You know, so. I mean, some I of the know. Newhouse kids, like even though they're not from the area, like they're taking it really well. Like you know, mentioned Tegan earlier. I've I've met her and talked to her. She's great. She knows her stuff. Danilich is great. He's now becoming a CN, you know, a CN, CN wire pretty much. But um, Tegan, an Alabama fan, isn't she? Uh, she might be. I think actually, she is. That, that girl is so busy; it blows my mind. I actually gave her a slice of pizza at the tailgate the other day because I'm like, dude, every time I see you, you got like another job. She works at like a radio station on Saturdays too. I'm like, you oh yeah, awesome. yeah. No, she's all over the place. She's good. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, well, we will see. I'm going to give everybody not that I not that anybody gives a shit if I give anybody a pass, but I'm going to give everybody a pass for Wagner, and then we'll see what happens against NC State because I mean you're looking at something special for NC State and a huge opportunity uh, for Syracuse going into that game. So we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm going to lay off the pedal until until then though. So yeah, and um, I get that with Wagner. Like I mean, but I will leave with like a little bit of optimism. So you know. I'm, I'm excited for the Wagner game. It's homecoming. I'm bringing my daughter again. And someone in the family hit me up and they're like, if you're bringing the baby, I want to go. Buy me a ticket. I'm going. That person was Nana. Nana is, oh, 70, Nana is 76 years old. Nana just had shoulder surgery a few months ago. She's in, a, in an arm sling. She's going to the dome. I was like, where do you want to sit? She's like, I want to sit where you normally sit. You realize what kind of a walk that is, right? And she's like, I know. I'm going to take my time. You might have to end up carrying me, but I will get up there with you to the top of the dome. There you go. So, yeah. Shout out to Nana. That's, no that's big time. People. I don't want to hear it. Like, yeah. I'm going to have better. a 20-pound kid strapped to my chest. I might be wearing Nana like a backpack, and I'm hiking it up the dome steps. 20 freaking pounds. Oh, boy. Yeah, dude, my kid does like squats in her jumper every morning. She's got daddy's <laughs> Eight squats. Eight months baby. old and 20 pounds. I, yeah, yeah. This kid is thick. <laughs> dude. <laughs> You better pack a Wegman sub, sub for Nana. Hell yeah, pack yeah. a Wegman sub for Nana. Okay. I want for the baby, dude. Look, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's what I want. I want you to shame everybody with Nana. Bringing her up oh, there, having her having her trudge the concrete steps up up to the up to the top of the dome, and let everybody know. Hey, if she can do it, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Bottom line. Tony, we love you, dude. All right. I love you guys too, man. I appreciate yes, it. Sir. All right, buddy. Have you take care. One, yeah, you too. All, All right. Boys. Thanks. Later. Um, so, look. Um, there it is. I knew it was coming. He, he, <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. And he, he had, had said something last week, and he uh, was putting, uh, putting his daughter to bed so he couldn't um, throw down, but obviously not putting the daughter to bed right now. So, uh, <laughs> look. I... For what it's worth, uh, you know, there's not many other people I know that are as connected to the inside to the inside scoop and to kind of like just have the finger on the pulse of the fan base and all that stuff more than uh, Q's Waterboy. So um, just uh, you know, you get kind of an inside look in in 
I'm glad he came on because I don't feel like I have the right living out of town to come at the fans like that, but he does. So this is his platform if he wants it. Um, oh, yeah. He's uh, passionate, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And to his right. point, dude, if he's bringing his, his Nana up there, and she's 70, 76, did he say? And, and, and she's got to climb to the top of 327 up there and sit up there with, with, with that group. Um, you know, that's saying something. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, we got time for one. We actually don't have time for one more, but I'm going to do one more. At QSalum44, defense came to play even when players went down. The offense disappeared in the second half and needs to find their identity again. Play calling was awful in the second half, and the O-line need to get better up front to open holes. Too many penalties, but they got it done. A win is a win. Look, just a couple of things. Um, I, I thought the play calling stalled a little bit myself. Uh, the other thing is that uh, need to find their identity. Again, we know what their ID, identity is. That's the thing. The problem is, like he mentions, is that the offensive line um, wasn't really – they're just not getting enough push. And, I, you know, you get – stacked up against and it's tough so they've got to figure something out i don't know what that mm-hmm. is i'm not a coach i'm not smart enough for that that's why i don't do that that's why i sit here and talk about it and criticize it um but until they get it figured out how to get tucker in some kind of rhythm what you see i think is what we're going to get and and that's just unfortunately uh it is what it is and i wanted to make sure i finished with that one joe um final thoughts on that and everything in general yeah, I think that, you know, a bunch of those, I mean, minus obviously the the fans and the issue, you know, that Waterboy brought up and everything like that. I just feel uh, going back to the game, everyone kind of saw the same stuff. And, and again, like what I said, something can look perfectly fine one week because the team's not ready for it. Or they don't have the personnel to stop it. And then you give a coaching staff of the next week, you know, time to look at tape and figure out what works and. You know, that's just the name of the game. And uh, if we don't evolve on offense and figure out ways to to fix these issues or at least mitigate them a little bit, like it's it's eventually going to get to a point where these better defenses that are coming up are going to make this offense look a little bit worse. So, um, yeah, I mean, we know what it is. It's three. We got three weeks. We yeah, we got three he- weeks. We that's a good part. Healthy. Yeah, we need to get healthy and we need to figure out these other little things um and then hopefully we'll be prepared to you know have nc state come to the dome and i mean who knows how big a hype it's going to be because nc state's got clemson and florida state still between uh now and when we play them florida state looks so good they do they do so um that's that's what it is right there so they they play clemson and then they play florida state and you know they're getting us off of a bye so um you know, schedule is putting us in a pretty decent position um, for this for this game, and uh, all just depends on what numbers are going to be next to the team's names, and um, you know, get get out there and play. You know, but all I know is is that these guys, you know, NC State's going to be coming off of two tough games, and we're going to be coming off of you know, hopefully a cruising win with Wagner with no bad injuries, and then two weeks uh, with the bye week there to get healthy and to. To, to get something for different for NC State. So hopefully we'll be rested, we'll be more focused, and we'll have some different um, you know, tricks in the bag, so yeah. to speak. 
Absolutely. All right. I said we were done, but we're gonna do we're gonna do one more one more. Um, Dominic from the green room, are you there, buddy? Good evening. Is it evening? Shit, Uh-oh. it is. Oh, boy. We having technical difficulties, Dom? <laughs> this guy. This guy and his technical issues. Yeah, I can't. we can't hear you. It's very scratchy. There's something going on. Uh, is, that, is that better? That is 100 times better. All right. It was my air conditioner in my car going. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Turn, so, turn the uh, air conditioning off. Roll the windows up and suffocate. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah, boys, how, how's everything been? Everything's great, Dom. We're Can just, I do a shout out to Daryl? Hi, Daryl. A shout out to Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. Yeah. Shout out to Daryl. Big Q's I fan. Lo- yeah, big Q's fan. He uh, not, not, he loves, not a Q's militia loves fan, Q's but militia. a Q's fan. Oh, he, oh yeah. Sean, he loves you. Oh, yeah. He loves. Look, look, I get a lot of hate mail and, and things like that, and nasty comments <laughs> and stuff. And look, if I cared, I wouldn't be doing this show. Right? Yeah. But here's the thing. I manage the 30-plus grown-ass men for my job, and uh, I hear everything that I, that I could possibly hear from them. So, I mean... It's thick skin, man. I don't care. Yeah. If uh, uh, Daryl's a troll, and it's okay, and I let him know he's a troll. But if he didn't, he 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 must still be listening, even though he's he a troll. Us. Right. Yes. And it's kind of like the Howard Stern effect. People listen because they hate you. And do you care? No. So there you go. No, that's like I said. Thank thank Daryl for the downloads. Yeah, appreciate that. So, and then, then I saw you had a, like a little interaction with my uncle. Um, where, where you like shouted out no Bob and um, I said stop it Bob is stop. Bob is Bob a Purdue fan or is he a very negative Syracuse fan he he's an old Bob is my uncle he is my uncle Bob that is my mother's brother <laughs> that is my yeah. mother's brother okay yes. and I love he is my favorite uncle and he is part of like, I'll tell you this if it wasn't for my uncle Bob I would not be living because him and my father were fraternity brothers at Syracuse okay so, okay there you go so shout um, out to Uncle Bob. By the way, yes. he didn't answer my question. So he's a Syracuse fan. He's he's, he's just old and frustrated. I think. Okay, well, I think he, he should be he, old and happy by now, though. I think he's happy too. Okay. I do. Right. I really do. He uh, we he comes from a long line of of Syracuse fans who just like I mean that he saw he was alive and he was around when Syracuse won a national championship. So there there's a standard. And I think that I, I, but real quick, Dom, I appreciate uncle Bob. Yes, I know you do. And, and I wasn't trying to be rude. I just told him to stop it because he's being negative. So I don't know what he was saying. He said, he said, Purdue, I asked him for predictions. All he said was Purdue. And I said, stop it. Yes, I, I could. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Gosh, I love, I, I wish you could meet him because you, you guys would have a lot of fun with him. He is, he's a lot of fun, especially at sporting games and stuff like that. He is. He's a lot of fun. So anyway, so yeah, I you know I saw basically what everyone else saw. The offensive line got zero push, zero. I don't know if they're not doing the zone read, you know, blocking anymore. And then when Terry Lockett got hurt, it just seems like seemed like we could not tackle a, a running a running back to save our lives. So I'm I'm nervous about um, these better schools that have good running backs. I mean, these are. 
top D1 ACC schools that we're about to, to play against who have, you know, like Coach Dino says, the Dimmons and Joes. And are we now, are we at depth issues on defense where we will, we will, we won't be able to stop them. So that, that I'm worried about. I, I would, know. I would concur. I would concur. Yep. And then living here in the South, so much like my music pastor is a Georgia fan, um, tons of ECU fans. Like they're commenting to me. I'm here at church this morning. It's like, yo, I watched that game. Where was everybody? And like, they're, they're comparing it to like ECU. I, they're not good. You know, and I'm not saying they're not, they're not good compared to other other schools here in North Carolina, right? And and their fan base is is loony. They'll just they'll show up in the middle of a rainstorm and sell out. Like they'll show up before I think Carolina fans will show out, and even NC State's fans to a certain amount. But they they're they're commenting to me like you're you haven't lost a game and you're playing Virginia at home and no who showed up? They couldn't they couldn't believe they saw the stands. They could see. And to me, that that's what that what that's what bothers me, because all these years, you guys, oh, Dino stinks at recruiting. Oh, this he's this person stinks at recruiting. You got to get people in there. The recruits watch TV, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, if they're not coming for for an official or unofficial visit, and they're not sitting in the stands, they want people. Like, they want people, Dom. Right. This isn't COVID anymore. No. 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 And and. I mean, maybe that's part of it. That, I was just going to say that. That could be part of it. But, I mean, dude, I mean, if you're scared of COVID right now, I mean, be, take away the past two years, which I thought a lot of it was bullshit to begin with as far as the crowds and stuff go with all of that. But take away all of that. Right now, if you're scared of going in, in into a dome right now, then you should have been scared your whole entire life. Yep. And, well, and, and that's the that's, president. The president, oh boy, who is a Syracuse grad, said that COVID is, he, is over. Yeah, he says COVID. Is over. Yeah, that's true. Well, my my uncle Bob would say that his your uncle Bob he, went to school with him, didn't he? No. Oh, okay. He he he, he believes that um, his degree should be taken away. So, he, what for plagiarism? Yes. Okay. Don't okay. even get you. You should get him. You should get him. <laughs> tell Uncle Bob about, about tell Uncle Bob about the green room, Dom. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send it to him. Uh, he's on Arizona time, so I he may be in a golf course right now in Arizona. Who knows? Okay. So, um, but um, I it, it shows on TV, and you know what? It when you have people from other fan bases, I mean, you guys all work with guys from other fan bases. That is the first thing I got to hear about in basketball season. They say, "Wow, I couldn't even imagine watching a basketball game with thirty-three thousand people." And during football season, it's like, "Why can't you fill the dome?" Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and that's something I've thought about a lot. We can get twenty five, thirty thousand in there for a basketball game, and it's half the size that they shrink it down to half the size. Yeah. Hell, I've been at Syracuse basketball games where I've been behind the curtain. It's been yeah, so I, it's been so packed. Oh, yeah. I've never been there. I, I, my son and I, my eighteen year old, we're like, how do we get there? How do we got to get up there? And it, and it's a lot. I mean, you guys know it is a lot to okay, especially me. I get a union job. What to get a day off? or two days off to travel up and then to come back. Like it's, that is, if we do it, it's a year, it's a, a trip a year in advance that we're planning. Right. And, but like my son the other night is like, man, I'm trying to get off so I can go to the Navy game like here in town. And he's not even an ECU fan. So it's like, he just wants to go see a football game in person. Like it, it why, why, why are people not like that in Syracuse or Onondaga County or like, I don't, I, I don't know. 
like the, 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 the surrounding areas, the demographics, how many people are the census or anything. But I couldn't imagine someone just not saying, hey, like 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who may not even go to Q's, may go to Onondaga Community College and be like, hey, want to go to the game tonight? Let's go to the game. The tickets are like eight bucks. Before I won tickets for my nephew and my, my brother-in-law at, uh, with, from Orange Nation, I, I was looking at, to buy them tickets. I could have found tickets for eight bucks to the Purdue game. Eight on StubHub. Like yeah. you can't afford eight bucks. Go that dude. That costs more than like a, a right now. That costs more than a twelve pack of beer. I mean, that costs less than a twelve pack of beer. Less, eight yeah, bucks. yeah, yeah. Well, look, no. Dom, Dom. Give me your give me your thoughts. Give me this. Give me this because I you were in fan feedback probably somewhere, but probably on Facebook because I didn't see you on Twitter. I don't think so. Give me your thought. What'd you think? Uh, at the moment when I answered your fan feedback, I was really upset. Like I'm like, okay, so how'd why that go? Am I, I, I was like, why am I upset? And I, 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 I put this down on, on, on your, on your Facebook. I think that's what I thought. I said, I didn't see know, any Facebook stuff. All right. It, I, why am I so upset? You shouldn't feel this way after a win. And I feel this way after a win. And it just didn't, I was like, why? Like my son's all excited. And he's like, dad, what's wrong? And I'm like, we played like hot garbage on offense. Like I was so upset about the uh, the play of the offensive line that I just was not happy about winning. I'm like, yeah, we, we won this game, but are we can we get a sixth win now? Like, is this the offensive line for the rest of the year? And I feel like last year we had so many injuries and our offensive line played better than this, which is weird. And so it did the Dakota Davis at 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 right tackle. Is that is that over? Like, should that be over? That like, should we move him back to to guard and take you know Eloa out? And should I, we put? And let me tell you something. I don't like these guys work harder than I do to be what they to be where they're at. But like Veterello at center is awful. He's awful. And last year he wasn't at center a lot. And we had uh, who's the other guy? Um, service, service, yeah. Surveys, and then when when he was down a little bit, we even had a uh, the backup center who who's you know in there a little bit too, and like, do you need to like shuffle dudes around because something's got to change because and that that black line on the TV where it shows you the line of scrimmages, they are they're standing on it instead of pushing, and it's just that is not going to win football games like that. I mean, we've that's a broken record with us. We we saw unfortunately. Tommy DeVito have to live with that for a few years, and and luckily Schrader can. I mean, he's getting to the uh, point I, where I, he can't have, get away from uh, stuff. Did, did we would do. We can go back more than just Tommy DeVito. I mean, Eric Dungey had to do the same thing. It's just why a Tommy DeVito didn't work because right. he's just not as mobile. I mean, that's why he had success with Eric Dungey. That's why he had success with Garrett Schrader. But it's not a new problem. the 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 issue is to just stay healthy. You know, unfortunately, you lose Chris Elmore. It's a huge loss in the first game of the season. When you talk about blocking on offense. Yeah. yeah. And I still think that we have some positions as well that, you know, I think that are that are up for grabs. You know, I think after four games, you're 4-0. And, you know, there's some big games that are coming up. And if you can figure some stuff out, then you got a, a real shot against some of these guys to compete. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I mean, defensive-wise, I think we know where we're at. You know, if Lockett's hurt for a long time, which I fear he is going to be, yeah, I hope not. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's going to be within Wagner and within this, this bye week the next three weeks, you know, there's going to be chances for, for players to, to be able to get out there. You know, some young guys, it takes a little while 
to learn the playbook or, you know, be confident enough in the playbook to go out there and just not overthink stuff and just react. And, um, you know, it happens all the time where midway through the season players just get it or, or you know, something snaps in their head. So I think that there's definitely going to be, you know, some competition and some opportunities for players to come in and take some starting jobs on offensive line, um, you know, uh, reps in the receiving group and then also in the defensive line interiorly. I, I think it's this is around the time when they brought Bergeron in. Um, yep. Was it the year we went five and seven and our line was just garbage? And um, the year before COVID. And I would love to see Enrique Cruz out there. And let me tell you something Davis, he is a journeyman. He's been hurt a lot. I don't like, I feel he's not a right, ta- he's not a tackle. He's played guard his whole time here at Syracuse. He's 335 pounds. Is he athletic enough to seal that edge? And I'm like, they, that that is, you know, he doing what he's supposed to do as big and maybe as slow as he is. Let's see what Cruz has out there, a little bit lighter, a little bit quicker, a little bit more athletic. I'd love to see him on the right side of that O-line, me personally. And I'm not yeah. taking anything away from the guys, how hard they work, because, you know, like my friend here at church, he's, he's a former offensive lineman. He's 6'8". Like, he's like, dude, your line, you got guys playing out of position. And he, yeah. he told me that. He's like, he's like that Davis, he goes, I'm looking at his, how big he is, and he's slow, and he's he's a guard. And I'm like, well, that's where he's played his whole life. And yeah, that's, I, man, that's where it needs to be. Ready. That, and that's where it needs to be, I think. Um, like I said, I, I, I always look at it like this, Dom, and it's like I, I look at D- – Dino's always said that if, you know, freshman, senior, you come in, you play, they're going to play the best players. And I think that we've seen evidence of that since he's been here. Um, so he's also super loyal, almost to a fault. Almost, uh, yeah, time. but I mean, he's I think he might have learned his lesson last year. Um, yeah, because again, he was very loyal to DeVito, and I think that's why you know, yeah, that's why we started, didn't start Schrader until the fourth game of the season. He knew Schrader probably should have started those right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, he only had that first camp, right? So I don't know how much he knew about. And this is just, he I guess, had known a little perfect bit more example than after what he three let or on. four games where you can have somebody come in and in three or four weeks get comfortable enough to go in there and actually prove that they're the starter. So I just, I think that he's shown that he's done it even with a guy like DeVito. Um, so you know, I always you know kind of err on the the side of if there's somebody that's better, then they'll be playing, and if they're not, exactly then it's, it's he's there just because that's their their best option. I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at. Dominic. Yeah. We love you, buddy. Thank love you. you guys. Appreciate You're it, welcome. man. Yeah, man. All right, buddy. Have a good one, bud. Um, to, to your point, Joe, that's what I was thinking while he was talking. Like, I know we can talk about who's this, that, and the other. That stuff's beyond me. Like, I don't – like, I, I love that Dominic has the passion to oh, yeah. be able to – analyze that and and talk in depth about it and everything and and to be able to have his develop his own opinion but i'm so pedestrian on that end it's like look i gotta trust i've got to trust the the coaches to be able to make the right decision on who needs to be where and when right yeah they don't get w's you're fired right right exactly it's just it's the the thing of it so you're not going to sabotage your team if you got a guy that's better then you're going to play, you know, and it's just sometimes it's a situation where I get it. Like, yes, there's people that are out of position. Yes, we've heard good things about this, you know, redshirt freshman Cruz. Um, but 
I mean, it's not up to the coaches to prove to the fans that somebody is good or, or is, is good enough to play. It's the right? same. It's the same. It's the same on a different level because it's more under a microscope with yeah. Jim Beheim and the basketball team. Right? Oh, yeah. How many same, times yeah. have we had that conversation where we're like, dude, he's going to be playing the best people that he thinks can get his Ws. The coach is right. not going to yeah. deliberately right. sabotage the team. I'm not saying anything against Dominic because I, I really think that Dominic knows the game. He pays a lot of attention. The right. dude's on top of things. He's a, he's a super fan, and he's an out-of-state super fan, which is huge. And, you know, he's got his finger on the pulse of those things, and he pays attention to a lot of that stuff, especially the things that you don't really think about, like the offensive line. Like the average the average fan isn't thinking about who's on the offensive line, where, when, and where they should be playing, where they play their own Right, line, right, right. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yep, you're right. Anyway, the, my point is is that i got to trust the coaches. That's why I don't question those, a whole lot of those things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? That's what it okay. is, right? Like, I mean, the coach isn't going to sit here and go on social media or look and say, oh, all these fans are saying that Cruz should play over Davis. So next game, I'm going to start Cruz to sh- prove to them that he's not as good right, as you're not Davis. you're going to sabotage yourself And then I'm going to put Davis in, right? Like, right. at the end of the day, we can't go to – we don't know what's going on in practice. And you just got to trust that the coaches – know what's going on and they know who's ready and who's prepared and who's not. There's multiple so. coaches now too that are that have their have their eyes on this stuff that you gotta mm-hmm. trust. Right? Yep. It's a little bit different than it was last year to some extent. And you got some guys, some really, really talented coaches, which is another reason, you know, we talk a lot about the players, but the coaching has stepped up tremendously. So um just to clear a couple things up uh from um, just earlier in the show, just going through the green room with with Waterboy, uh, he said there was something like 24 NFL NFL scouts at the at the Virginia game. Uh, he commented on the COVID comment that I made. That he said that isn't the reason that fans aren't showing up. He hasn't heard that one yet. He doesn't believe that to be a issue. And then um, he did have one excuse that a guy on Twitter said that. Uh, because Syracuse went cashless, that he he's not going to any more games because he doesn't want to get hacked. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at. Just to give some perspective to to some of that stuff, um, to to finish things off. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of. Where I we're mean, at, it's so. in the COVID the COVID thing too. I mean, you don't want to bring it up as an excuse, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that there's far less people that want to leave their houses and go places. Oh, I think after, they're, they're, after I COVID, think, yeah, that's a whole. That's another thirty minutes. Yeah, that's another episode. But yeah. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, that could be a reason if pre-COVID we didn't have this problem, <laughs> but we still did. But exactly, so I just point. don't think that this situation yeah. helps. Right. True. So. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Well, look, we really do appreciate everybody for stepping up and hanging out. Zach, Tony, Dom. Yes, sir. Uh, Joe was in there. Uh, Michael. I saw Michael in there. Download the Green Room app, man. Get signed up. All you need is an email address, uh, username, and a password. Just do it. Get in there. Get in on the fun. We appreciate all of you so much. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.